you've got to vow to be very honest with each other, no matter how uncomfortable that conversation might get for either of you or for both of you. You have got to be real, be open, and be honest with each other and with yourselves because this could make or break you. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back for another episode of the Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. Today, we are going to have another episode where we check out some of your questions. We're going to do a five in five, which if you haven't listened before, I am going to answer five randomly selected listener questions, and each one will be answered within a five-minute time slot. So without further ado we're just going to jump right on in. We are going to go to my fun little random question spinner thingy and see what we get. Are we ready? Last time this did not make noise, so <laughs> we certainly didn't have applause last time. We're getting applause this time. Okay, question number one, BDSM. Guys, that's not a question. That's just BDSM. What do you what do you want to know about it? What do you want? I need guys. I need more than that. Come on. Okay. So since I don't actually know what your question is, because literally all it says is BDSM, we can at least kind of explore what is BDSM, right? Because I'm sure a lot of you don't know, and I'm going to be super honest with you. I know what it is, but I paused. And I did look up so they could make sure to give you the exact correct definition because I don't ever want to lead you astray. So I did take a quick little peek online and I asked Google and what I discovered if we ask the Cambridge Dictionary, which seemed to give the best definition. A lot of them were kind of all over the place. Basically, BDSM, of course, is an abbreviation and it stands for bondage, discipline or domination sadism or submission, masochism, BDSM. So basically it is sexual activity and it's going to involve maybe you're tying up your partner or you are in a dom-sub relationship, which that's going to be dominance and submission. So it's going to fall into those things. You can go in so many different directions with BDSM. You can go to extremes to, you know, even just being submissive, which is going to look different for everybody there. Again, like I said, there's, there's tying up, there is playing roles with each other. There's rules. Um, there's a lot that can go into it and can be really fun to explore. I think the problem with honestly, society as a whole, right, is what I'm here for is because there's so many things that make people uncomfortable, so they're not discussed. So for a large part of society, you hear BDSM and it's like you immediately think of like in a dungeon and you're tied up, chained up or being whipped or, you know, all these crazy extremes. And that's not the case. And and it doesn't mean you're walking around in like leather and chains and it's this this personality type that you carry with you constantly. It is just some of the fun things that you enjoy to do in the bedroom that again it can go so many different levels from like very very soft and minimal to more extreme 
activities. It just depends. It is something that I always encourage here, you know, exploration. See what you enjoy. Back in the day, I would have never thought that I was submissive because I hear the word submissive and to me that almost sounds degrading. It sounds like I don't even know what it ignites in my brain, but it's something I didn't like. It it sounded like I was like giving in to somebody. And what I have learned through my sexual exploration is I feel incredibly powerful by being submissive. By being submissive, I am actually the one in control, which at first glance doesn't seem that way. And when you dive deeper in and you start exploring more, it's very interesting the aspects of your own personality that you can find through some of these sexual activities. So I think it's a fun thing to explore. I think it's a fun thing to realize like you don't have to view it as this big taboo thing. Um, Look into it more. There's a really cool test. I'll have to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes because in this instant moment, I cannot think of what it's called. Actually, I am going to pause things real quick and look it up because I want to say it verbally, not just have it in the show notes. So hang on. Okay, I'm back. And it's really funny. I couldn't think of what it's called because it is bdsmtest.org. B-D-S-M, the word test.org. This is a really fun test and you can take this anonymously. You don't have to enter in any information. And it's fun because it kind of shows you where you lean on the scale of different things sexually And I feel like I am pretty aware of where I stand on a lot of things, but every time I take the test, I'm always surprised by something. And I tend to take it about once a year and it is interesting to see how my sexual likes and dislikes have evolved over time. So I think it's a really fun test to take, even if you don't think that you're into anything, even if you think you are the most vanilla of vanilla. I challenge you to go take the test and see what you find out about yourself. And I'll tell you what, I will take the test. I will, I haven't taken it in probably over a year at this point. So I will take the test and I will do an episode on it. Maybe I'll take it while recording and I'll do a whole episode on it and kind of share where I lean to make you more comfortable and see like, it's okay to not be vanilla. So There, that's all I got for you. I'm sorry, I don't know what you were looking for here. So instead, it was just a quick little what is moment. On to the next question. Let's see what we get. Loving the noise, loving it. Where's the applause? Woo! Okay. (laughs) All right, I have a confession here. This says, you are more amazing than sliced bread. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, fine, fine. Maybe, possibly, perhaps, every now and then, I troll my own question prompts. And so, um, yeah, I might be just uh, trolling myself here. And uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm more amazing than sliced bread. Mm-hmm. You got to feel yourself, you know? No one else is going to do it for you. Do it for yourself. Fuck yeah. I'm amazing. Watch out, Wonder Bread. Okay, anyways... <laughs> Let's see what we got next. Spin, spin, spin. Okay. 
Would you do a long distance relationship? Mm, probably not, quite honestly. I hate ever giving like a definitive yes or no answers to things because things always change. But for me, honestly, like most likely a long distance thing isn't for me. I could never start a relationship long distance. Like maybe if I met somebody and circumstances changed and one of us was moving, I might be able to. I also think the amount of distance would be a huge deciding factor. So I casually dated somebody that lived approximately three hours from me and that was great. I I liked that. That wasn't too far. We still were able to see each other, enjoy each other. Um, I don't need to be like up in somebody's space in order to be in a relationship with them, but I do need consistency and I can be very honest and say that I have a lot of insecurities. I've been betrayed a lot in past relationships in almost every single relationship I've ever been in. So I certainly have some insecurities and even with a bunch of therapy, they're still there. So distance does make me uncomfortable because of that. I I do require reassurance and I do think being in the physical space of your partner does help with that. But again, I don't need to be up in somebody's space nonstop. I had a situationship that lasted for quite some time. And though we lived only an hour from each other, we did not see each other often. We saw each other maybe once a month. I loved it because the time we did spend together was insane how good it was and how meaningful it was and we really enjoyed every single second of each other we also didn't communicate a ton like we would text we didn't have a ton of phone calls but when we did they were so meaningful and they were so deep and they weren't just like how was your day what are you having for dinner you know it was deep conversations I do love that. And I do think sometimes when you're in something a little bit more long distance, you do have to work harder at stuff like that. So I can appreciate those factors, but I couldn't do, I I could not do long-term if I was only seeing somebody once a month. And if I have to get on a plane to see somebody and due to either financial or time restraints, that wasn't something that was feasible very regularly. It's not worth it for me. It just isn't, I think no matter how much I loved the person, I don't think that would be something I could maintain. Again, maybe if I started in person, circumstances changed, one of us had to move, and then we had an end goal of eventually being together, you know, say in a year or whatever, maybe, but the likelihood is no, it's just not my thing. For some people, they thrive on that and bravo to them. But for me, absolutely not, you know, it's just, that would stress, it would stress me out. I wouldn't like it. I like to miss a person. I do firmly believe that absence does make the heart grow fonder, but I don't think I could like really, really do it. So no. And next. Okay. Girlfriend has hinted that she may want to try involving another woman with us when we are intimate, but both of us are unsure of how to go about it. Any advice? Okay, listen. Number one, 
Five minutes is not going to be enough for this. This would be a very good full episode. Perhaps we will explore this more in depth in a full episode for the purposes of the five and five. Let's keep it shallow. (laughs) Any advice? Yes, this might shock you. Communication. I know. What? Communication. That's going to be your number one thing that you are going to have to prioritize If you're thinking about bringing another person into the bedroom, you must communicate and not just communicate. You've got to vow to be very honest with each other, no matter how uncomfortable that conversation might get for either of you or for both of you. You have got to be real, be open and be honest with each other and with yourselves because this could make or break you. If you're not fully communicating with each other and really expressing how you feel, what your concerns are, what might be triggering you, you're going to have issues later. You've got to be open before you even think about bringing somebody in. Sit down and ask each other, what does that look like for each of you? When when you think about bringing somebody else in, For each of you, that could sound very different. That could look very different. So put that out on the table of what it means and what your expectations are. If she's wanting to bring another woman in, it's very important to understand what her boundaries are as far as your participation with this other person, because every partner could feel different about what it means to have a third person come in. It could be more of a playmate for themselves where they're turned on by the idea of you watching more than participating for others. They want full participation from everybody. There are some people that really enjoy watching their partner interact a lot with that third person. Um, I had an experience where I was with a couple for a while and she loved seeing me and her partner together. And she used to always say like, does this make me weird? Is it wrong that I like watching this? And it's like, no, we all have our thing. Nothing is ever weird just because it's different from what somebody else might like does not make it weird at all, but it is important to understand amongst each other in this dynamic, what the expectations are, what the no-goes are. There, There should be rules. There should be boundaries. You should have a full understanding of those. And if you don't, don't start. And once you get to that point where you feel like you've discussed everything and you're ready to move forward, there are different apps you can go on to that are kind of geared towards this lifestyle. There's a very good one called Field. It's F-E-E-L-D. That's a wonderful app to go on to start exploring, bringing somebody into your couple dynamic. And then start slow. Don't feel like you have to jump straight in and like go deep and just all out all at once. Explore it. Maybe just have a fun, sexy little makeout session. See how you feel. I can't stress it enough. Communication is going to be a key factor here. Check in with each other. Have a conversation amongst the three of you before anything begins. While things are going on, keep checking in. Like, are you doing okay? Are you having fun? Is there anything you want to change? And then make sure when everything is done, have that conversation again 
And then I would have it again in a couple days once you've had time to really absorb everything that has happened and really sit with your feelings. It is going to be okay if you do have some jealousy stirred up. I think it would be almost odd if you didn't. It's okay. Explore it and discuss it with each other openly and talk about what made you uncomfortable and how could maybe the next time around be altered so you feel a little bit more comfortable? There's so many ways to explore this. And again, for the five and five purposes, we kept that very shallow, but I do think this would be a wonderful opportunity to dive deeper in with a full episode on this. And I think we will explore this much deeper. So thank you for giving me a question that has inspired a full episode. I always appreciate that. All right, let's move on to another. I don't even know what number we're on, but I feel like we've done a few, right? How do you recommend getting started in the quote unquote spicy links community? For anyone that is unfamiliar with what a spicy link is, that is code word to dance around censorship on social media. (laughs) A spicy link is going to be all of those adult content sites. So going on things like OnlyFans or, you know, getting started on Pornhub. Um, As far as giving advice, dude, you know, listen, I'm failing miserably at it right now. I am not one of those girls that's making like tens of thousands of dollars a month at all. So I feel like I would not be the right person to be giving you advice on like how to start and be successful because currently life has taken over and I am failing. (laughs) So I can't advise on success. What I can advise on is that it's a huge decision to do. And I think the market is insanely oversaturated right now, especially when COVID started, so many people decided to start an OnlyFans. So the market is super saturated. And I think a lot of people get into this thinking like, oh, I'm going to start making thousands and thousands of dollars a week. I'm going to make tens of thousands a month. That's an anomaly. So I had actually done some research for one of my previous episodes where I was talking about OnlyFans and, you know, the misconception is that everybody's like rolling in the dough if they have an OnlyFans account, but that's not the case. On average, like the average OnlyFans account only makes $180 a month. So my advice to you is to look within yourself, decide why you want to start, number one. If you're starting because you're thinking it's fast money, it's not. It's also not easy money at all. If you don't have your your boundaries in place of, of what you will and will not do, what your hard no's are, this business can fuck you up mentally, like truly. So you've really got to be going in with solid footing. You need to understand why you're doing it. For me, obviously I love the money. I love that it helps me pay my bills. I truly love expressing my sexuality though. And I love the creative outlet of doing it in this way. Like I love exploring my body and I love photography and it all just kind of comes together as something that for me creatively is an amazing outlet that I happen to make money on. But if I was doing this just for the money, 
I would have walked. I would have walked the moment my back started going bad and I had to pull back on everything. It is not quick money and you have to work hard. Now, if you go and start uploading content to Pornhub, that is different as far as work goes. For me, I used to be very present on Pornhub. I made good money from Pornhub and it was passive income. You create content, you upload it, and you walk away and you get paid if people watch it. Very simple. However, you are much more visible. You're out there for anybody, your mailman, your neighbor, your boss, your mom, everybody has a higher chance of stumbling upon you versus when you're hiding behind a paywall, but it is passive income. When you start dealing with these spicy links, like OnlyFans where you're behind a paywall, the followers have a much higher expectation of you. They want all of your time. They want all of your energy and it is exhausting. And if you don't have boundaries set and you don't say, you need to pay me for my time. You need to pay me for my conversation. You've got to set boundaries or it will suck the life out of you. So yeah, I can't tell you how to be successful monetarily, but I can tell you how to be successful with your mental health. (laughs) And it's going to be boundaries, 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 boundaries. And you just cannot enter into this without understanding how it could affect the entirety of your life. You need to understand that everything that goes online, even that stuff that you think is hidden behind a paywall, anybody can stumble upon that and that will live on the internet forever. I can tell you there is content out there of me that I did not give consent to have uploaded. And while I have contacted numerous sites to have it removed, it's still there and it will probably still be there for all of eternity. There's nothing I can do about it. There is nothing I can do about it. And I have to be okay with that. And that is why every bit of content, every time I'm in front of a camera, I make a very conscious decision. So even while I have content that I did not give consent to, that I don't like that it's up, I'm not happy that it's up. It is still something that I am okay with as far as what the actual content is because I make that decision before I even hit record. It doesn't mean I love that it's out there without my consent, but I knew the risk I was taking when I hit record. And I do think that there's a lot of people that they kind of let it go to their head and they go like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, look at me. I'm young. I'm a hot. It's not, it's not a big deal. Everybody's doing this, whatever. It can be. You just have to be very aware of how it could affect you, even if you don't think it's a big deal now. I have been doing this for, I want to say, close to five years. And for the very first time over the past few months, I have had to sit and kind of reflect and kind of just kind of sit in the nerves of realizing that there was a very high potential that my content could be affecting my professional career outside of adult content. And it was a very scary thing and uncomfortable. And while I will forever stand firm, I love what I do. I'm proud of what I've put out. There's nothing I'm ashamed of. It is still scary to sit for a minute and go, okay, that job I want, what if I don't get it because of this? What if I get it and I'm found out? 
and they're not open-minded and I get pushed out of a company. It's, it's something you have to really understand that further down the road, this could affect you. It has affected me in my dating life where I have been with men that were not comfortable with it, that I might've had a very happy long-term relationship with if I didn't have this aspect of my life. So just know truly there are so many factors and you have to really think about your future before you just dive right in. Like really think about it. And then if you're like, you know, I am okay with that. I, I, I am, I've done a lot of thought and I'm really okay with it. Then fucking do it, do it, go all out and just maintain your boundaries. That is the biggest advice I can give you is stick to those boundaries. There's things that I will never do. There are things that I've been offered a lot of money to do that for one person, they might go, why the fuck wouldn't you have done that? I've been offered a lot of money simply to say somebody's name in my custom content. And I will not do it. Names are strangely sacred to me. You could not pay me enough to get me to say your name in a video. It's one of my boundaries. It's one of my very hard no's that I will not do no matter what you offer me. So just make sure you understand what those things are for you. Vow to yourself you're going to stay strong to them and have a really good support system because it can get lonely and it can fuck with your mental health. And that went way over five minutes. But yeah, this might be another one that we do a full episode on because clearly you got me going with this one. All right, listen, I don't even know what number we're on at this point. (laughs) I think, I think we're over time. So I'm going to stop here and just whatever we've got, we've got. I seriously have no idea how many questions I just answered. Definitely should have been keeping track, but I didn't. So we're just going to end it here. I'm going to tell you, thank you for the questions. If you want your question answered on one of my episodes, or if you have advice that you need or something that you're just really embarrassed to ask, this is the place to do it. What are we here for? We're here to make shit uncomfortable and for me to teach you that uncomfortable is okay, right? Because I'm your safe word. Let me be your safe word. So if you would like your question featured here, go to the show notes. There is a link where you can ask me anonymously. And then of course, you can always hit me in my DMs at Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast on Instagram. Send me questions there. And then maybe you will show up on the podcast. So you guys know the drill, get out there, go be super fucking weird, live life uncomfortably, and I will see you guys next week. We gotta get comfortable, I need to get a new chair because nothing works. I don't know why I sing like this. Amazingly, I just started a new supplement called like Ready Calm or something like that. It reminds me of like a dog supplement for like thunderstorms. (laughs) The packaging looks like the name. It's supposed to help with anxiety. This is not the face of ReadyCom. What the fuck? Why am I on? Wow. All right. I need to get it together or just walk away. Mm-hmm.